Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. Hello, Mama. Welcome back. So I record these podcasts in batches, uh, which means I'm recording multiple podcasts all at once. So it feels like it's been a little bit since I've talked to you. So I wanted to welcome you back. Today we're talking about um, how to get your to-do list done. And I think this is something that we can all relate to because as moms, we always have a running to-do list and there's always things that we have to get done. Now, I and I also know that If you're like me at all, you love making lists. And so you'll know this podcast episode is for you if you do, in fact, love making lists, Um, but that you love it so much and you also love checking things off your list to the point where you actually write things in on your list that weren't previously there, just so you have more things to check off. You'll also know this episode is for you as if you do things throughout the day, you're checking things off your list, and then you're dropping hints to your husband of all the things you did do in hopes that he'll say, like, he's appreciative of you or good job and way to go. I'm glad you did all of that. And you're dropping those hints. So somebody else is recognizing the things that you do. You'll also know this episode is for you is if you have a lot of reoccurring items on your to-do list, um, or what I call, you know, quote unquote, boomerang items, where they keep coming back and showing back up on your list and you're not fully completing them or they're not moving off your list. You'll also know this is for you is if you really love planners and organizing and um, creating command centers and you've even gone to Pinterest to look at all the different ways, but yet you really struggle with the implementation of those. You love the planning part, but when you really get down to doing the things that's where you really start to struggle. And so all of those things are what we are going to be addressing in this podcast episode today. And I know that um, oftentimes our to-do lists feel really daunting or feel really overwhelming when we start to look at it. And And a lot of people will say, well, you just lower your expectations or don't try and get so much done. But in your mind, you're like, but I have to do these things. You're right, okay? Because you're a mom, <laughs> and and you're you're uh, an employee, and you're a wife, and you're a manager of your home. So we're just going to agree that these are things that you have to do. But what I wanted to start with is that when we think about how we have to do these things, then we start putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. And this is where I wanted to start because the way we think about our have to do's makes a huge difference. So I want you to think for just a second that your, your life is like a car and you want to get this car moving. And in order to get this car moving, and I will say if you've never driven an old car, this may not resonate with you as much. But as a teenager, I always had old cars. 
And sometimes these cars didn't move the first time you tried to start them. And there were sometimes I lived on a hill where you had to pop it into gear and slowly just roll it down the hill in order for it to start. Okay, kind of think about that. Like this is an older car. And in order to get this car moving, you have a couple different options. One option is to get out of the car and start to push it. And if you've never done this, consider yourself lucky (laughs) because this was my life as a teenager. Sometimes you had to get out of the car and actually push the car. You don't get very far, but you do start rolling. You do start getting some momentum. The way we think about our to-do list and, and telling ourselves, I have to get these things done, that's kind of like you are out of the car and you are pushing your car. You are putting a lot of pressure on yourself and, and it feels really painful to move forward. Okay. So we know that there are things that you have to do, but for the second, I want you to let go of that pressure that you're putting on your, on yourself, like you're pushing a car. And I want you to think about what do you want to do? I know when I ask my clients this, the first response is usually, I want everybody to go away. I want a break. I want to lay by the beach somewhere in the sunshine with a book, nobody bothering me. And I get it. Like, I I want that too. (laughs) And there are still responsibilities that we have. But I also know that you also want your kids' bellies fed. I know you want them loved and cared for. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. And I think as moms, sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes we we get so caught up in I'm ready for a break that we forget that at any given point, we could walk away. And that is always on the table. Not to ever judge another woman's experience. I know that you know mental illness sometimes has played into this, but there are women that walk away from their families and you have chosen not to. There's a reason for that because in the, like deep down, you know, you want to be there for your kids. You know, you want to feed them. You know that you, you worry about them and you want the best things in life for them. Otherwise you would have walked away years ago. So I first want to just applaud you for the fact that you keep showing up every single day not because you have to, but because you genuinely want to. So that's the first shift that I want you to really think about is that in in order to let go of the have tos, I want you to really think about what is it that you want on a very foundational, fundamental level. You want your children to be fed and cared for and loved. And you, you want that you want to have a house that is clean, that is functioning. These are things that, that you genuinely do want in your life. And so you can give yourself permission to want those things and then to move forward and act on them. So what's happening when you do that, when you go back into like, I have to do these things to, I actually want to do these things on, on a very, foundational level, you're putting yourself from pushing the car to actually getting into the driver's seat and turning the key of your car. Suddenly you're going to, you're you're going to feel like you have to slow down for just a second, you know, to walk around the car and to get in and you have to turn the key and 
you know, sometimes our cars are a little old, so I have to turn the key a couple times, but the car starts. And that's when you become the driver of the car. So that's the next thing is, as once you decide you want to do these things, you want to do the things on your to-do list, you're putting yourself as the driver. And, and once you start doing that, you're going to start getting a lot more traction. Now, once that happens, then you're going to have to start figuring out, okay, now that the that the car, I'm the driver of the car, there's some systems that may not be working seamlessly as part of this car. You know, again, it's an older car. And so when you're looking at it from that, like everything that you're doing with your to-do list, those are just systems within your car. And sometimes those systems need to be greased a little bit. Now, most of us, if you're, if you're like me and this podcast has already resonated with you, you really like to buy the planners and the cute notebooks and you've, you've looked at programs for time management. You've probably even bought them, but never done them, uh, because it's some like and because we think that the system or the planner or the organization is going to make our lives easier and to some extent that's true but for the most part without the right tools and skills every one of these systems will fail you you will end up losing the planner. If you have a system on your phone, you'll start getting distracted every time you go onto your phone. You're going to have your kid drawing in your notebook and suddenly you have scribbles on this perfect system that you had created. At some point, these will fail because it's not about the system. It's about you and your skills and tools of implementing change and implementing the system. And so as we're going through this, the the main thing is that you're going to have to start becoming, you're going to have to start becoming comfortable with discomfort. There will be things that will be a lot less fun and not as sexy as other things that you have to do. And our brain won't want to do those things. That's why you haven't done them in the past. That's why there's so many things reoccurring on your to-do list. And at, at that point, that's where we start practicing the skills that you've already been learning. If you've been, you know, listening to the past, you know, couple episodes where we're learning about emotions, we're learning about, um, you know, discomfort and, and lack of motivation. I mean, motivation is just an emotion and we have to learn how to do things even when we don't feel motivated. Uh, and so that's where we're spending time in this podcast uh, for today and then the next couple episodes of learning how to do those things and implement even when it doesn't feel like we want to. And that's where you'll start getting, your car will start moving at an increased speed and you'll start getting a lot more done in a lot less time and with a lot less energy. Now, through this process, you'll also be implementing um, your skill of celebrating yourself. So if you haven't listened to episode one, please go back and listen to that. That is one of the most valuable skills that I can teach you is learning how to celebrate yourself. Because as you're going through your to-do list, what typically happens is that at some point, at some point we abort our list. We, we move away from our list because we're telling ourselves we're not doing good enough or we're not doing enough. And we're not being very nice to ourselves. So of course we don't want to keep working on it. So we get out of it. That's also when you're looking for outside validation from your spouse or you want your kids to acknowledge what you're doing. 
Yes, those things are nice. Those are not bad things to want. But when you're doing it out of desperation, you know, for that validation, seeking that, that's where you're really not being nice to yourself and you're, you're looking outside of you, um, to have that part of your, your life filled. And so the reason why all of this matters when it comes back to, you know, the purpose of this podcast is for you to live on purpose is because if you're not getting your stuff done, I don't care what you feel called to do. You will give up on it every time because your life will become so overwhelming. You will become so guilt ridden that you're not able to spend time, you know, helping your family function, um, running your home, all of those things. You'll just put all of that by, you'll put whatever you're working on your, your purpose to the wayside in order to get these things done. So that's why it's so important that we learn the exact, the skills and the tools um, in order to get these to-do lists done once and for all. And you keep moving forward and having new items on your list. You know, again, it's a cyclical, it's like, it's the car moving. It's a system that, that works within the car because you'll be able to start accomplishing your purpose while maintaining uh, the home and family life that you you want for yourself and for your family. And so I want you to really just, you know, let that settle in that you have a choice here. These are things that you actually want to do and that when you start learning the right tools and skills, then it becomes so much easier, which is what I'm going to teach you today in the next couple, the next couple episodes. All right. So we got the, we got the mindset part down. Okay. You want to do these things. Now, the second part I want to start looking at are the different systems that work when you're talking about and organizing your to-do list. Again, I don't care if you are writing on a, a paper towel with a crayon, or if you have a notebook or a planner that you do like, it doesn't matter what that part of the system looks like. What matters is what's happening in your brain and the way you're thinking about this list. And so the first, so we're going to separate this into two parts. Okay. The first part is your results versus your tasks. Those are the things that are actually on your to-do list. And then we're going to talk about the difference between your to-do list and then start making your anti-list. Okay. So those are the two parts. When I do this for myself and when I teach this to my clients, we're working on this simultaneously, but I'm going to teach it to you linear in a linear way, just because that makes it easier. <laughs> but I'll just always think that these two things, these two systems are kind of working together, just like in the engine, like you might be having the, the pistons that are going in the engine just as the same time, like the starters going. I don't actually know much about cars, so <laughs> it could be totally off that those systems work together, but it made it sound really good when I said it. Uh, okay. So just think about those two parts. So the first are results versus tasks. So the results, what you're going to do is take a piece of paper. doesn't matter what kind of paper it is. And I want you just to write down what is the result that you're creating. Now, the result is the end thing, like the thing that you will actually cross off your list. It's the thing that you get the most high from. And you can kind of call it like, this is, this is my sexy time list. Like when I cross this thing off, I feel so good about myself. And that's where, like, I want you to think about what that final result is. It will look like you know, something like paying a bill. Okay. That's the end result. Once you do that thing, you can fully cross it off your list. It doesn't come back. 
sometimes there's bigger projects too. Like for me, one of them was launching a podcast. Like that was the end result, but there were so many pieces that were included in that. It wasn't just that. And so sometimes what will happen is, is we'll get kind of mixed up as we're creating our results and we'll start putting results and tasks together. So it might be pay a bill. It might be find the bill. You know, both of those are on there, but one of them, you don't really get to cross off until much later. So that's the results. Okay. And then for each result, you are going to have tasks associated to that result. The tasks are what I call the unsexy things. Okay. That will be like, like it's usually pretty boring. They're pretty small. They can be very tedious. When we do these, our brain, this is usually when our brain will want to get out of it because unsexy time just isn't as fun. <laughs> like think, think about it even in like, like, you know that you want to brush your teeth before you have sex, right? Like all of us want to have clean breath before we have sexy time. But we, when we're doing it, like it doesn't feel very fun, but it makes a difference later. Same thing. Like think about the tasks as like the unsexy things you do before sexy time. Okay. So it might look like, like I mentioned with the results, it's like pay the bill. That's the final thing. But within your tasks, you'll be breaking it down to uh, making sure the kids are playing so they're occupied. Then you're going to pull out the bill. Then you're going to pull out your insurance card. Then you might get your computer set up. Then you're going to sit down at the computer. Then you're going to pay your bill. Like whatever, like see how like tiny those things sound. It sounds like it would be more work to write them down to actually do them. But what you're doing in this process is you are walking your brain. You are teaching your brain step-by-step how to fully implement a decision that you've made. Plus you're taking the guesswork out of it because if there is any vagueness in any kind of, of situation or an obstacle, your brain will just want to get out of it. It's like, nope, I'm not going to do this. I don't know where my computer is. Okay, I'll do it later. All of a sudden that to-do list stays on there. You still haven't paid the bill. So at that point, that's where I want you to keep what you're doing is, is you're teaching your brain the full process to go through like implementation. Again, it will feel very boring and tedious to write this out. That's okay. I want you to do the boring, tedious work because it will teach your brain how to clearly think through things without uh, getting distracted or getting out of it. The bonus to all of this as you're doing these results and the tasks is that once you start implementing these things, you will get more of a high than if you had just wrote, you know, pay the bill. Because suddenly you have seven things to cross off the list instead of just one. And so the bonus of that is you're getting these little mini highs and all these things you get to cross off. And and then you'll start to see, okay, at what point do I start avoiding this list? Where am I, you know, getting out of my my decision-making cycle that we talked about um, in episode eight? So that is teaching your brain to follow through. 
And so many, so many of us, so many of my clients, they struggle with keeping commitments to themselves. Once you break it down to all of these boring, tedious things, you are going to start making and keeping these commitments to yourself because your brain isn't sabotaging you in the minute. Uh, because your brain was, is only sabotaging you when there's vagueness or where there's an obstacle. But once you start seeing all these little tiny pieces, if you do get pulled away, you know exactly where to come back and exactly where you left off. So you jump back in very easily. So then, so that's the results versus tasks. Now, remember, we're also working simultaneously on this other list that we have. So we have our to-do list. I want you to also think about what I call the (laughs) anti-list. And the anti-list is just as important. Please do not, do not, not do this. (laughs) I like, I can't tell you how much this will make a difference for you when you're doing your list. So something that our brains love to do when we're going through our list is it's like our brain wakes up and it's like, okay, oh, look, she's ready to do things. She's going to start going. And it's like our brain turns on and it will just start feeding all these things that we actually have to do. And instead of looking at, okay, these are the things I need to get done for the day. Your brain's like, oh, Well, since you're doing things, I think you should also clean the baseboards. And while you're at it, you should go through all of the toys and make sure that you rearrange the furniture in the process. Like, it's so absurd that our brains do this, but every single brain does this to where it will start adding so many things on your to-do list. This is why I created the anti-list. When we have an anti-list, what we are writing down are all the things we choose not to do right now. It doesn't mean you can't do them later. You can rearrange your furniture all you want at a different time. (laughs) But right now in this moment, if it wasn't already on your to-do list, don't add it in. That goes on your anti-list. You are giving yourself permission to doing it later. And at that moment, you stay driving your car instead of your car running away from you. And that I can't, I can't stress how important this anti-list is. And so it, I, I have this client where we, we do this on our calls sometimes where we're going through her list. We're working through, okay, what's on your to-do list. And, and I, I've asked her before, okay, now where does that go? And she's like, oh, that's for sure on the anti-list. And then, you know, I'll follow up with her the following week and I'll ask her how it went. She's like, oh, I added five more things to the anti-list. And I'm so proud (laughs) because I know had she put those on her to-do list, then they would have just become so overwhelming to her. And then she just would have shamed herself for not getting to them. So what you're doing is, is you're staying driving your car. You are protecting yourself from your patterns of shame, of telling yourself that you're not good enough by creating this anti-list. This keeps you empowered in the decisions that you're making with regards to your home and your family. When things go on the anti-list, they can stay there until you are thinking clearly and want to move something off of that. But what you'll typically find is you'll put things on the anti-list and you'll just want to throw that list away because you know now's not the time. You you will feel and it will show up naturally on your to-do list. You don't have to take things off of the anti-list. It will just naturally occur on your to-do list. But in this moment, it's so helpful to see your anti-list all written out. 
So next time we are going to be talking about um, to-do list paralysis, which I find is an epidemic (laughs) that is causing so many women that as soon as they start making their to-do list, as soon as they start getting really clear on these tools, that they become so completely frozen over it. And so that's what I call the to-do list uh, paralysis epidemic. And we're going to be addressing that in the next episode. But for today, this is where I really want you to spend time on getting clear on what the result is that you're creating, the actual thing that you get to cross off your to-do list, and the tasks associated with it, the little tiny unsexy things that have to be done step by step, and then creating your anti-list as you go through this process. This will create so much more deliberate, intentional planning around what you need to get done. It will help you move forward on these things and you'll start, you'll find yourself implementing them just because it's so much easier because you've worked with your brain instead of against it. All right. I can't wait to hear how it goes for you um, for this week. So I will talk with you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.